Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. You have to create your sanctuary. You need a place to just lay it out and cry. Every single person needs one. Jesus retreated to the sanctuary. This is an opportunity for you to put armor on. Spending time with God allows you to do the things that God called you to do. Bada bang, bada bang, bada boom. Love, forgive, celebrate people when they win. Be uniquely everything God called you to be. I'm close to God. I love God. In the middle of my workout, and I told my boy, like, if I'm sweating enough, people can't tell I'm crying because it's just water dripping <laughs> off my face. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is key to unlocking everything you can call for. And we've been in a series called Ding, 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 Ding. I'm tired of success. Lord, I am tired of trying to be successful out here. And we're going through today's topic. We've been doing two parts of this already. Third part of today's topic, lack of courage. I'm tired of success because I lack mm. Courage. We're your host, Kevin Alushala and Donovan Donnell. Donovan. What up, though? My guy. How are you feeling? <sighs> and look, I, I said this. I, last time I did this, I got, <laughs> I got beat up for it. You look good today, yesterday, tomorrow. It's like, Jesus, he's wow. the same today wow. as he was before. Wow. As wow. The, yo, we pulling wow. in verses. We pulling in verses. Bada bang, bada bang, bada boom. But that's, that's the, how good you look. That's the safest compliment same. anybody's ever given me. And it, and it has even, <laughs> even less value because you don't know what I'm going to look like tomorrow. So you just can't win at this game. You just can't win. So let's just move on. <laughs> oh, well, let's just move on. Yeah. Look, Donovan, we're talking to high performers with higher values trying to operate in their highest nature. Why is success something they meditate on literally all the time? I think that for a lot of high performers with higher values, trying to operate in a higher nature, they really want to offer this thing back to God. They want the works of their hands to be an offering back to God. They want to hear for the majority of the community I belong to, they want to hear this phrase, well done, my good and faithful servant. They want to hear that. That's their driving force behind it. And there's some pitfalls that we have to discuss about wanting to hear that phrase because the enemy will try to get in your head and have you uh, pursuing things with a, with a vain pursuit, um, a carnal approach to success, or maybe even the fact that no one's ever told you that it doesn't have to be this difficult to hear that phrase. But, you know, we need to have this discussion to, to remove that extra weight that God never called us to carry. He said his yoke is easy, his burden is light. And the Bible says this clearly in this verse that says, uh, uh, the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich. And he has no toil with it. And it's different things like that we need to unpack to really allow every high performer with higher values, trying to operate in their highest nature, to experience the beautiful process of pursuing success. It should be enjoyable. And that's why we need to continue to have this conversation. Wow. That, that's actually a good word you've used. It should be enjoyable. Like... A lot of times we feel like this success journey has to be so tiring and toiling and because that's what we see on, online and the hustle culture. Yeah. What if God actually created us to be successful but to enjoy the whole process because we know the one who created the process for us? And when I say enjoyable, right, it already says in James, right, when we're experiencing these things, right, when these trials, tribulations come, consider it pure. Uh-oh, curse word. Joy. Joy? Your joy. But that's why I think this topic of lack of courage is so important for us to be able to experience that pure joy in the face yeah. of grief, pain, relief. We need courage. In the face. Right? We've already talked about this, that courage is the ability to do something when you're feeling those emotions of fear, pain, 
grief, stressed. Oh no, I don't know if I can do it. That is when you're supposed to act. We saw that in Joshua. And now we're talking about how do we actually practically apply ways to create courage for ourselves so that we can fortify ourselves in courage when we go and do what we're called to do on this earth. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this first one that Donovan and I talked about in Bible study. And we had a lot of different points, but for some reason, this point felt like the very first step. Yeah. If you don't do this, if you don't really hear anything else we talk about today, hear this one. You have to create your sanctuary. Mm. You got to create your safe space. Yeah. Now, now, what is a sanctuary? Yeah. Plain and simple. It's a place of refuge or safety. 100%. So why is it important to have a safe space that builds you up when you're trying to occupy courage? Let's look at these verses. First one, Ephesians 4, 23. First, what is going on today? I can't speak, Donovan. My mouth. My mouth. My mouth. My mouth. Let's try this one more time. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. To put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Donovan. Yeah. What are you hearing in these verses? What's the benefit of a sanctuary when it comes to occupying courage? I think it's so important for us to understand we need a safe space. We need a place to take all this stuff off. We need a place to just lay it out and cry and be vulnerable because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but in my walk of faith, it's challenging sometimes just to bear it all. I feel like I have to be protected And I know that the Bible tells us to put on the full armor of God because we have this day-to-day thing that we're doing by faith for the kingdom. But that sanctuary, Jesus retreated to the sanctuary. Uh, He uh, he retreated to that safe space with God, that private alone space. And I think that that is where we get the cleansing and the refreshing that we need because I want to share a story with you, Kevin. What you got? Can I I share the story, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What what you got? I remember I used to go where I live at in the neighborhood um, to the gas station and somebody always walk up to my car. And they want to clean my windshield for me. And of course, you know, you know I'll give you a dollar, I'll give you two dollars, you know, thank you or whatnot. But I recognized one day that I, they weren't using clean rags. On your car? They, whatever they use in the last 30 cars, they're going to use on my car. And I recognized mm. that although the offer was mm. to clean something, they actually made it worse. And I think that that's a trap that we can fall into if we don't have a sanctuary. Because we're trying to go out there, purify, occupy, verify. We're trying to do these things by faith. But we are still operating or doing it from unaddressed childhood trauma. We're still doing it from uh, grudges and revenge that we have in our heart. We're still doing it from this place that we need to be washed and made clean so that when we do go out there and do these pursuits, the filter that we're filtering them through, the way we're understanding life, the way we're trying to engage with people is pure. It's godly. 
And I think that that's one of the really big benefits of the sanctuary. It allows me to really lay aside, to become aware of everything that I'm holding that's hindering how I'm doing my walk of faith, how I'm pursuing success, how I'm pursuing high performance. Because if it's not pure, it makes me feel like at some point it's going to come back and, and hurt you. I just said a lot. Did all that need to be said? Because... Oh, no, it, no, no, right. it needed to be said, Donovan. That was so good because I, I, I love the story that you brought up because the world, as you go through your day, I feel like it puts its filthy rags on you constantly. You're hearing the information from others and from the news, the mm. media cycles that can create an aura that is not conducive to you saying, well, how in the world am I going to be courageous when all of this is happening in my world, in my job, in my workplace? How am I supposed to rise in leadership? I think that's why we need that sanctuary. This is the place where you and God, once again, success formula, personally yeah. align. It is from this space that you can speak to yourself and let God to completely speak through you. Mm. So you have the ability to look adversity in the eye and say, I'm ready for this. I'm prepared for this. I'm strong in this. We all need one. And don't pretend like you don't. Every single person needs one. I cannot pretend like I don't need one. And I'll say this sometimes when I, before I knew about this concept, I was going through life and I didn't realize that this was something that was going to be important to me. Because you don't, when you don't know something, you don't know what you don't know. When you're ignorant, you're yeah. just, you don't know that stuff. There are so many times I've been ignorant about stuff because I didn't know. And when I finally knew and applied it to my life, oh my goodness, the ability to be able to attack things from a completely different headspace, I could occupy my courage like that. Because I knew I was prepared for it. I already told myself, Kevin, any single thing that comes along your way, it's an opportunity to rise and live and be alive. I didn't do that before. I knew this concept of having a sanctuary. And yeah. Jesus did it. Jesus himself did it. Let's look at this. Mark 1.35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 5, 15 through 16, yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Donovan, yeah. I feel like if we're supposed to model Jesus mm -hmm. and he had a time and a place set aside, how much more do we need to have that sanctuary? How much more? I think the exact amount. I think that he modeled it to a T. And if we look at the story of Jesus in the Bible, we can almost identify those moments where maybe he was triggered or maybe he felt like this would be a good time to go and do our best in our prayer life to say, God, like, give me that same kind of discernment. Not to be able to discern what's going on around me, but also discern what's going on within me. Like, yo, I need to retreat. I need to get into a lone space with you. Because one thing I've learned about the benefit of the sanctuary, and if you watch Jesus after he came back from those alone times with God, like there was a power on him. Like there was a, a clarity or a path that that power could flow through so easily. And I think that for me, what I had to understand is that in my carnal state, being that I'm born into sin, this world is extremely influential. 
Like it's exposure. Like you said earlier, with the news and with the things we choose to follow online, we're being exposed. And exposure means that it's sitting on me and it's infecting me. When I get into my sanctuary, where it's just me and God, I'm also being, I'm being exposed to his presence, his power, his grace, his love, his mercy. And that has an impact on me as well. You see what I'm saying to you? It's almost like if you go out into the sun and you stay out there too long, you're going to get burned. I had to start looking at the world the same way. Like it's time for me to come inside. It's time for me to get out of this sun. Although there's things I have to do outside. I want to enjoy the water and go beach, but at some point I need to come inside. I've been overexposed. I've been out there too much. And unless you have internal discernment about yourself and that you're being honest with yourself, you won't be able to tell when it's time to come inside. And I think that Jesus modeled for us like, yep, got to go inside. Got to go talk to the dad. Got to spend some time in his presence because I'm being burnt or influenced by this world in a very detrimental way. Not saying he said that, but I've been taught to understand that about myself. Man, I completely agree. I mean, think about this if you are, I mean, once again, you all are high performers with higher values, trying to operate yeah. in your highest nature. You're a leader of a company, you're a CEO. You're a young professional trying to go up the ladder of success. Maybe you're a parent trying to lead your family. You're somebody that has this creative idea that needs to be brought out into the world. If you look at Jesus, these sanctuary times were the things that he needed so that he could go to the Pharisees and say, hypocrites. It was a thing that he was able to do in front of Pontius Pilate before he met him to say, God, I want this away from me, but let your will be done. I can occupy my courage knowing that God is mm. going to be with me. His will will be done. You're not the son of God. That's what they said to him. It's like, I am the son of God. Tell me, are you the son of God? I am. He was able to stay in that space. And the next step happened, which was him going to the cross. Anybody who is a leader needs to be able to do that same thing for those around them. If you're leading your family, God, I need time with you. I need to be with you. I need to think. So now you're speaking completely from a place. When things are happening, when things are happening, I could occupy courage and speak love to my child. Oh my goodness, there's something crazy that just happened in, in the workplace. What, what do I do? What? I have courage because I've spent time with God fortifying myself. Hey, y'all, I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to do right now, but I know that we can figure this out together. You have calmness. You don't have to be anxious now because now you've had that sanctuary time to prepare yourself, right? So, I mean, Donovan, actually, I'm, I'm curious actually what you think. Why do we sometimes not have a sanctuary? Like, why do we sometimes not create that routine that gives us the fortifier that we need? I think oftentimes, Kevin, for speaking from experience, oftentimes I feel like we don't have time to. I've idolized yeah. high performance to such a degree that it's all I think about. I'm not, con I'm not considering what it's costing me. Um, I'm thinking that I'm invincible or I think that I'm, I'm Jesus Jr. and I can just do all these things. But you've, that's why this story of Jesus, the example of Jesus is so important. Being who he was, he still saw fit to go spend time with the Father. I think oftentimes some people don't create a sanctuary because they haven't seen it modeled. They haven't, nobody's ever expressed to them the importance of it. A podcast like this has not yet been created. Um, another reason I think that people don't really prioritize the sanctuary is because they're not really clear of the benefit 
of it. And nobody's really connected the dots on how it directly impacts your high performance, how it directly impacts your peace, how it directly impacts your ability to have impact. And I think that that's what these conversations mm. do. Because when you get into a conversation like this, and you begin to understand that in the, sanctu- in the sanctuary, in that quiet place with God, there is healing. There is development. There is alignment. There is this power that you're associated with. So now when you go into the valley of the shadow of death, you can fear no evil because you've been in that quiet space with God and you can actually input love where love is not familiar. You can input patience and grace where it's not familiar. You're actually going to be operating from such a God essence. They're going to smell and feel God on you because you've just been saturated in that sanctuary and in that place with him. And so you're doing odd things. The other day, something happened to me. Before I go to the gym, I always pray, God, show me favorable parking. Show me favorable parking. And so I pulled uh, near my gym. Yeah, people's like, listen, if it's available, if the favor is available, parking, I want it. So, um, I'll, and, and, and hold on. And Jesus said, pray on all, all things, things all things God. by prayer and supplication, all, all things, even your parking. Let your request be made known is what he said. <laughs> hey, <laughs> listen, so I pulled up to the gym, right? And, you know, I have to sit and I'm really in tune with the Holy Spirit. Like, do I go forward? Do I stay here? Do I, cause somebody's going to pull out. And so I move forward and I move forward to such a degree that someone behind me actually pulling out of a parking spot and someone else got it. And my first words out of my mouth was, oh, good for you, man. That was for you. I've never said anything like that. I've always been like, oh, man, I didn't miss my spot. I said, God, provide for me favor with parking, the parking that is for me. And it's something about had spending time in his presence that when somebody else got a spot, I was able to congratulate them. I was like, oh, cool, you got your spot, man. And I just rolled around the corner, actually found a spot that was better. That was, let me say not better. Let me say that was closer. It was, it was one that was reserved for me. So spending time with God allows you to do the things that God called you to do in the, in the areas of life where they're not commonly done. Love, forgive, celebrate people when they win instead of competing with them. That is just the benefit. And I think that that clarity is going to start to help people understand like, yo, I want to be more like Jesus, but how can I be more like Jesus if I don't do what Jesus did? If I don't go spend time with the Father? 100%, man. Yo, that was a full word. Come on, Donovan. Oh, my goodness. I completely agree. Ding, ding. Wow, wow. Like, <laughs> like you, you need to have that God time so that Profit comes for yourself in that mm. way. A profitable mindset, mm. a, a profitable way of thinking about the future, a profitable way of thinking about your present, right? It says right here, Proverbs 21.5, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Now, I say this because I think I agree with you in the sense of if you are too busy, if you're out here just trying to work, 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 do things, hustling, you feel like you don't have time because... There's so much to get done. We've all been there. I've done it so many times, especially when I didn't understand the sanctuary concept, right? But once I understood the sanctuary concept, I said, well, think about what that actually means. Like, think about what you're actually doing to yourself when you don't enter the sanctuary first thing in the day, right? You would never go to battle without armor. This is an opportunity for you to put armor on so why would you not create that environment that allows you to fortify the courage that you're going to need to withstand everything that's coming your way as it said in the bible today's worries today's things 
It's enough for today. Mm. I'm going to need the full armor today. I'm going to need full courage today. That's why that environment's so important. Matthew 6, 34, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you, right? When you go into the, to the sanctuary every single morning or, or whenever you decide to do it, I kind of see this like compound interest. Every single day you go in there adding a little bit more interest, a little bit more interest, a little bit more profit to what God's called you to be. God's called you to think because God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We need that compound interest from heaven to be able to speak life into the world and lead and be in our workplaces and to lead our families. If I don't have that compound interest that I'm, that's dripping from the rain of heaven, how in the world am I going to salt the earth? (laughs) Like God's called us to salt the earth. Yo, that's dope, man. That makes me think about where are you really invested? Are you really invested in this relationship with God? Do you really believe that you need him to be a high performer? Do you believe that you need him to preserve your soul in the pursuit of everything that you want in this life? I think that that that's just touched me as like, yo, if I'm truly invested in any kind of relationship, I need to invest my time, energy, and my talents there. Um, so yeah, thank you for that, man. That just reaffirmed how much more I need to make sure that my time in my sanctuary are, they're concrete in my routine, my daily routine. Like they're not, they're what I call a non-negotiable. A, lo- a non-negotiable. That's what I feel like it should be for us, Donovan. I completely agree. I mean, well then let's, let's ask this question. Donovan, what's your actual sanctuary? <laughs> or like, what's your sanctuary routine? I've had multiple sanctuaries. Thank you for asking. Um, currently, my current uh, sanctuary is actually the gym and not a quiet one. A full-on gym with people what? hitting I- Iron Paradise. They're in there grunting. That it, works? It, bruh, he's showing me how to work it. Because before, I, in my old house, um, I had a, actually it had a dedicated closet underneath the stairs, and it was my prayer closet. Only thing went in there was journals, uh, things that I was praying about, my prayer list and all that kind of stuff, no shoes. You go in there, you pray. I had a, a pillow and a blanket in there. Anybody could use it, uh, but usually it was just me. That was my prayer closet. That was my sanctuary. And recently, God has been saying, you need to create a sanctuary. And lo and behold, it came to me that it was the gym. And I felt like he was showing me how to create sanctuary, time and space with him, even if there's chaos around me. And so I've, I've, I've seen the other side. Now he's showing me this. So in the gym, while I'm listening to my worship music or, you know, yeah, usually my worship music, I'm talking to God, I'm praying with God, I'm letting my body do this workout. And sometimes I'm crying in the middle of my workout. And I told my boy, like, if I'm sweating enough, people can't tell I'm crying because it's just water dripping <laughs> off my face. Um, but sometimes I'm in full-blown worship in the middle of a workout, man. Why are you laughing? It's just judgmental and rude. I'm, no! I'm close to God. I'm close to God. No, no, no. What's wrong with you? Let me tell you. The reason I was laughing, it's because I do the exact same Ah. thing. My wife has told me so many times, right? Because in this space, the the sanctuary space is so vulnerable. Yeah, it is. Right? It's vulnerable. Completely exposed. Everything, your your deepest fears, your deepest hurts, yeah. your deepest worries, your different pain are laid out at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. The one that you get to be the most vulnerable to. Yeah. And so I'll be crying just like you. Oh my good, just out here. And Lee's like, Yep. 
you're just a ball of mush. And I'm like, baby, when it comes to this, yes. when it comes to what Christ has done yeah. to want to maximize my uniqueness, mm. to maximize my imagination, when it comes to everything that he's put inside of me, to be able to do the call he's called me for, I'm so honored yeah. that God wants to spend this type of vulnerable time with us to say every single fear that you have, I know about them. Don't worry. Yeah. I get it. Give them to me and let's switch those out every morning so that now you have new wine to give to the world to taste. Mm. So I'm just, I was laughing because I, I, I get that. I get the crying I, during sanctuary time. I thought time, you were bro. being judgmental. And in actuality, oh, no. I was being, oh, hey, uh, no, I, hey. mm. I was being defensive. And so now that's my, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all on you. So I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm, don't know I'm what happy I'm not the only grown man <laughs> with full on crocodile tears in the gym. Oh, yeah, because he's, we he's out that here. good. But he, I think with that, I'm, I'm such a private person with, you know, kind of my relationship with God. I'll share my testimony and stuff, but usually I keep those other things private for things that I'm actually working through when I have expressed myself in the past in a way I've come across and people have judged me for it. And so now I feel like God is really walking me through how to do it in public and not be ashamed. The less shame I have about my relationship with him, the more courage I can have in the world. Say it again. The less shame I have about my relationship with God, the more courage I will have out there in the world. Sometimes the lack of courage comes from the shame we have to expose our, that we have a relationship with God. That they're like, oh yeah, I believe in this Christian, this Jesus thing. Like I believe in walking by faith. I, there's something more important to me than the hustle. Like sometimes there's shame associated with that. But the less shame I have about saying Jesus is my Lord and Savior, the more courage I can have in walking out the things that Jesus actually told me to do. That, that he oh, modeled for man, me to do. I, man, I love your sanctuary time. What's yours, I love, man? I mean, I never thought it was going to be in the gym. Yeah. That's like the, like the one place I didn't think. But look, it's nice, that, it's nice to say that every sanctuary doesn't have to look the same. Just as every person on this earth isn't the same, right? Yeah. Jesus made us completely uniquely different. That's the point of this podcast. Imagine Faith Talk. Be uniquely everything God called you to be. Find your sanctuary. I'll tell you mine right now, Donovan. I mean, it's definitely changed over the years. And I'll give you two situations. The first one is, is now that I'm a parent, mm. you know, having a child feels like it could kind of mess up your sanctuary time because children are so needy of, of your love and your time and your, your effort, yeah. right? And I'm thankful that my daughter is now a lot older, that we can do this. So Lee and I have this rhythm now because she needs sanctuary time just as much as I do. So what I'll do is I wake up really early in the morning. Right now it's 4, 4.30 a.m. And I spend that time before Lee or the baby wakes up, hour and a half fortifying myself, mm. being with God, seeing the identity that God has put inside of me and speaking life into that identity speaking life into the courage I have, speaking life into the vulnerabilities that I have and saying, no, I'm pouring new wine there mm. because I need to be able to have that mindset before I go out and let the world try to tell me who they think I am. And so that's what I do first. And then I do some physical therapy. And while I'm doing that physical therapy, I'm listening to so much worship and I'm listening to so many good things from like T.D. Jakes or Mike Todd or, or uh, David Asherick or Ty Gibson, any of these guys that just feed my soul. And then when the baby wakes up, I'm now 
ready to take her and feed her mm. with love and joy. And now Lee gets her time alone. And she says, those 40 minutes, even just a shower. She's like, look, having a baby is crazy. Sometimes you don't even get time to shower or eat. It's like to have that time to just shower, listen to a podcast, do my makeup, yeah. make myself feel so good about who I am. It has changed everything for her. That's the first one. And then I'll give you another one because I go on tour, right? With Pentatonix goes on tour often. We do these, you know, big arena tours everywhere. And the, the lifestyle of tour is very nomadic, right? Jesus, we just talked oh, about this. Tell me about it. He's I'm, everywhere, I'm to and fro. <laughs> Let me tell you about the nomad life. <laughs> but he's everywhere, right? And so what I've actually done is that I try to get up before everybody else on the tour bus and I go to the very back of the bus. Mm. And that's when I spend time with God, just doing the exact same thing. Because once I go into the venue, I'm in my workspace. And I know that if I go into my workspace without that, even though I'm, I can go to my dressing room and do that, sure. But there's something about entering the workspace, entering the arena, seeing the people I'm, I'm working with today and collaborating with. If my mind's not there yet, if my mind hasn't been in the sanctuary getting fortified, I can't greet each person with love. I'm just thinking about me, myself, and I, my needs. Like, no, no, no. We're all here to serve. These people who are here, we're all working together under one accord to serve the families that are going to be needing love and joy tonight. That's what they're coming here for. So if I'm not my, my best self and I haven't been in that sanctuary time, how am I going to give that to the families that God has called me to sing for, called me to beat for, beatbox for, called me to the people I'm around working yeah. with? I have to have that sanctuary time. Well, by now, if you don't understand the importance of the sanctuary, <laughs> yeah. if you don't understand it by now, you will never, <laughs> never. No, I'm just kidding. No. This, I hope this was a good start, a, a seed planted to help you understand not only the importance, but the impact of the sanctuary on your ability to be a high performer with higher values operating in your highest nature, man. Man, Donovan, I agree. Like this sanctuary part is so important, and we actually had more points. A lot more points. We keep doing this on this on this lack of courage, man. You and I get vulnerable, and then we just keep going and keep going and keep going. So the Imagine Faith Talk Challenge for this week: If you don't have a sanctuary, create your sanctuary space. Create the place where you and God meet and get aligned. So that you can occupy courage. And if you already have one, what are the ways that you can optimize your sanctuary for deeper relationship, deeper connection? Because commitment is emotional connection to what you're called to do. So that when the challenges of life come in your leadership, in your performance, in your parenting, in, in, in your workplace, you have that much more tools to fight we love you guys and we're gonna have another part my goodness lack of courage is going so long but this is important to help us find practical applications to be able to deny these threats of courage remember that love transforms you purpose defines you and impact activates you by faith we'll see you next time Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. 
First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals, and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all, and we'll see you on the next episode.